One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face.
Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here today. Uh, with us on the line is uh, director, writer, producer Robin Bicknell here to talk about her new film, The Genetic Revolution. Robin, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, so The Genetic Revolution, it's airing on uh, CBC, the, the Nature of Things. We're, we're, not, we're, we're not quite sure how long it's going to be there for, but we're hoping for quite a while so that mm-hmm. everybody, everybody gets a chance to see it. Um, can, can you tell us, uh, uh, you know, is it, is it corny to go for the obvious joke? Can you tell us uh, the, the, the genesis of this story? Is that, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, you can see why I'm not in comedy, right? First time I've heard that one. Oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe because it's really not funny. Maybe that's why. (laughs) Okay, so the genesis of this particular film um, came about really uh, because myself and the executive producers are quite interested in in the topic of genetic engineering, and we've made films on this topic before. But there's a new technology that has come about recently, been invented, um, called CRISPR, that has really been a game changer in the world of genetic engineering. Uh, CRISPR is an acronym. It's short for a really science-y string of words that I can tell you, but it won't mean anything. It's uh, clustered, regularly interspaced, palindromic repeats. But essentially... Simplified, it it's like the find and replace tool on your Word document um, when you're writing up, you know, an email or a paper or essay. Um, but for your DNA, so you can seek out like a like with a GPS tracker and a pair of scissors, almost seek out a specific gene or pairs of genes and delete them and replace them, which is astounding mildly terrifying <laughs> That's right. and also very promising so well, we thought well, we should make a film about this, the place we're at in history right now well this is this is kind of what stood out for me was was the the, the potential and the possibilities for this uh, but but it's the it's the classic if it's what, what if you know when you get into this with something you've got so many guests by the way and oh and, and listen congratulations on the film it's it's fascinating and uh, oh thanks. yeah really interesting stuff and and, and important without a doubt um um, you know, yeah, you, we you, thought so. We thought so. We should really have a, like, people should have a conversation about this now, at, at the very least, you well, know, because most people don't even know it exists. Well, and this is the thing, you know, I, my, my father uh, suffered with Parkinson's disease for, for many, many years. And so I, right. I, I know a little bit about some of this stuff and I would, I would often, you know, we'd, we'd get together and, you know, holidays or talk to him on the phone from time to time. And he would, he would, with some hope in his voice, as he got older, of course, that, that was, you know, sadly that was squashed yeah. a little bit from time to time, but, oh, you know, David, there's a new report out and they're doing right. some, they're doing some important work genetically and you never, you know, maybe they're, they're thinking a few years from now. And so you watch a film like this and you hear some yeah. of these experts and you think, wow, we know uh, quite a bit clearly to be able to mm. do what they're doing. And yet mm. what, what do we actually what 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 don't we know? You know, is 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 a yeah. question I certainly have. Yeah, and then one of the bioethicists that we interviewed said said that very clearly. He said, "You we, you know, we don't know what we don't know, <laughs> and the only way to find out, unfortunately, is to try it. Fortunately and unfortunately, um, the thing is, what we have to remember is this: this is happening at a breakneck speed." Um, and you know we only just we only just 
managed to, to complete the Human Genome Project in 2003, right? So we don't, we, we, we've only just managed to identify where our, all the genes are in the first place, let alone um, know exactly what they do, well, do right? You, do you know what's interesting to me, Robin? And you, you talk about, I mean, I think the opening line in the film is the genie is out of the bottle, I think, if I yes. remember correctly. But, and it comes up, and there's, there's all kinds of reasons why that's important. And I, want to, and I want to get to that in a second. But it makes me wonder, you bring up the Genome Project, it makes me wonder, how do we know that we've properly mapped it? Well, we don't entirely. <laughs> well, a, exactly, a, right? And it's the just other thing is that we, just because we think we, we know what one role of a particular gene is, that might not be its entire purpose. Right. And there might be another purpose that it's serving that we don't know yet because it's more, um, it's more like one of the scientists in the film had a really great analogy, and she said genes are like humans. They, they don't just sit in their bedroom all day when they wake up. They get up, they go to work, they interact with other humans in many different ways. Right. You know, uh, it's a very complex relationship we have, organic almost relationship with the, with the people we know in the world. And the relationships themselves uh, are create something else new. And she thinks that genes are more like that than they are like words in a word document, which well, is oversimplification. It's really interesting you bring that up because I, I too felt the same that, that the analogy just really breaks down. I mean, it's almost dangerous that if you, you know, that what, what is it, the gene cutting tool? Is that sort of what, it, what, what the reference is? Like a, this pair of scissors, we're just going to go in the and chop The pair of scissors with a GPS tracker. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and it sounds so precise and so beautiful it and does. so easy, right? Simple, it's, clean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, look, I, I don't claim to be a geneticist. I just um, I just ask a lot of questions of a lot of them, and there seems to be it's polarizing kind of viewpoints. I would say for the most part, though, people who understand the science are cautiously optimistic more than they are not. Yeah. So so the dystopic sort of edge is not as as prominent maybe as you thought going in. That's right. It, yeah. it, it's a little more, it really is the stuff of science fiction to, to go there in such a dystopian way. Um, you know, having said that, I think if we don't have conversations about it, it can go awry because there won't be regulations surrounding it. There won't be public discourse. Politicians won't even have it on their radar. Uh, lawmakers won't have it on their radar because nobody's talking about it. So that part, it is very important that we all have a voice and an opinion about what we are willing to accept and what we're not. Um, if we don't, and it's left up to people in labs who have a little bit of blinders on because they're only, you know, doing their own specific research with their heads down, uh, they might not be thinking of the global consequences of their actions. I think it was Francis Collins who talked about the umbrella of oversight. That's right. And, That's ex- exactly. And how, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What, what else did you hear when the camera was off or, or what, what's, what, what was left on the editing room floor? I mean, how do you <coughs> even begin to talk about that genetically, right, with different, different cultures? And, and I mean, what, is this some body that exists with the UN, perhaps? You know, I mean, what, what, yeah, it's in its burdening form, and there is no world government unfortunately, right? So uh, I think I think that governments need to start having 
conversations across borders about this um, and make alliances, so to speak, on mm-hmm. what it is they consider um, ethical and moral because because uh, if they don't, then you will just be able to go somewhere else to get whatever it is you want done. It's the, the, you know what's fascinating is the the scene, uh, and I think it was with with Tristan, uh, the, the the young man who's got HIV and who who is going to do whatever it takes basically to figure yeah. out how to how yeah. to deal with his his illness and so on, and and is sort of, well I, w- I was going to say self medicating, but it's not even even that is it? It's it's even mm. kind of scarier than that. Self experimentation self experimentation is, is the best way to put it, I think. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, that was such an interesting story to me because, in some ways, I was I was I was very I was sort of touched by him. I mean, right. I still wasn't able to give him as much time as we would have liked in a more sympathetic, you know, uh, way because he, you know, he's suffering from this disease mm-hmm. that he says is like puts a physical barrier between him and anyone he wants to show expression to physically, right? Love, the expression of love. Um, and he was very sad about that, and he wanted to do something to change it. And all of the, you know, you start going online, and you read about CRISPR and all the magical things science can do, and you think, well, maybe there's something, some quick fix, right, for me. Um, and uh, and the, the fear is that there will be people like the person who 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 offered him this concoction, he didn't make it himself. The, the person on his left, when you see the film, the right. person on his left yes. made it. And he volunteered to inject himself with it. So this, this person, who has since died, he, he died in mm. a um, flotation tank. Uh, uh, like some other... Bizarrely. Some yeah. other crazy experiment or some something? Some other... Uh, crazy i think it was substance abuse i don't know oh, no well, but, there, well the, what what did strike me a little bit about that dynamic between the three of them was there was there was a bit of a hmm, a, cav- a cavalier almost edge mm-hmm. to it i don't know if mm-hmm. you, you sense that or not getting to know them a bit better as the camera was on and off but yeah uh, it, exactly wow, that's tragic it's a, it's a bit yeah it's, and even josiah zayner who is all about the de- democratization of of gene editing was was alarmed by that right. which i thought he, was hilarious he right? checked himself yeah. then he was like whoa what yeah. message am i putting out there in yeah. the universe right? david david suzuki's line is great even what was it with the with the piercings and the phd along yeah. with the piercings <laughs> he's got a phd yeah. yeah so so i think suzuki asked that question near the beginning you know do do we know enough to apply our powers wisely and, and yeah and you yeah. kind of wrap it up with margaret atwood in a way yeah. almost asking the same question it really it, it it really becomes a question almost of well it's ethics of course and and so on and how do we get together in the same room and cross borders and all that but what about the power side of it you know because mm-hmm. we can have all this you know we can have good science and we have good intentions so on but you know people are going to use the the technology for uh for 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 ill and for good i suppose well she's very wise and <laughs> and she she puts things quite bluntly and i think she's right i think she's right when she says once the tools exist once any technology exists then 
you know, people will find a way to use them. And there's a good thing you can do with it, and there's a bad thing you can do with it, and a stupid thing no one anticipated you right. can do with it. Well, that's, that's, that's what tools are. <laughs> yeah, and isn't that the, the frightening part as we get more creative with this stuff and, and yeah, this kind of technology? Yeah. You know, we, when we create new technologies, they move forward quickly. Like, you know, the, there was no amount of discussion that we were going to have to stop the Internet for moving forward. You know, we, if we had like forums about the pros and cons of computers and all of it, it wasn't going to to stop the technology itself from progressing. That's just not how it works. So this, mark my word, will happen. Right. It's coming. This is, it's coming. In fact, it's here now. So the, the point of the film is really that we should talk about it. Not, oh, let's try to stop this, because that's not happening. <laughs> I hate to break it to anyone, but it's not happening. It's it's already here. So so really now it's a question of um, utility. How 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 do we yeah. use this? And, how do and we where? When yeah. do we use it? And would you say most of the sort of the positive thinking is is really related to uh, the diseases that it's going to cure? Yeah, you know exactly. And, and the, there's the, oh there's a lovely moment. Um, I, I want to get back to sort of the the pros and the cons here, but there's yeah. a, a moment where you you talk about Pablo Ross, I believe, the doctor who's growing human organs and pigs. Yeah, which is really does sound like the stuff of science fiction on one level and. But you bring in a woman who says something to the effect of anyone who's suffering from a disease sort of is probably not thinking about the same ethical problems. No, right? you wouldn't understand. Yeah, that's right. If, if you could you're gro- looking hey, down it, the barrel of a yeah, death sentence, right. then your, your qual- ethical qualms about the larger moral status of some animal that would have otherwise be used for bacon is not on your radar. Like, you're fine with it. You know, she's like, "What? It, give it? Is it from a cow? Fine, give it to me. Is right? It from does a tree? It, does it work? And does it work? Yeah, Will yeah. it keep me alive? You know that it's amazing how quickly your priorities shift when you are looking at death. It's it remind you know your film reminds me a little bit of a, a philosophy class I suppose you know I mean, oh good that's, you know, that's what we were going for. well and I think <laughs> I, mean, I mean isn't that what's so important though and and I love how you say we've got a, this cross gener- a cross sort of border like conversation you know we we got to get in the room whether it's you know digitally or or, or, or I mean however we do it you know metaphorically and hopefully face to face as well and, and and wrestle through this stuff and yet it just seems kind of monumental. And yet, it's wh- not, yeah, it's not a technology that you can see in the same way that the industrial... Right. It's not a printing press, right? That It's invisible. And so if we don't talk about it and show people and, and you know, make them understand that it is, it's, it's going to change the world as radically as that did, uh, it really will. Josiah Zayner said to me, and I think he's right, he said there will come a day in which... Um, a, an organism, a plant or an animal or a human that is not genetically engineered is going to be a collectible relic from the past. Mm. Um, and I think he's right. Absolutely. That's, that will be the case. And, you know, whether you're scared of that or not scared of that, that's what's coming, so let's talk about it. What about... Um I guess uh, Carrie, Carrie Bowman seems to be uh, one of the, one of the more I guess if you could say critical voices in the film and 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 uh, uh, is he a, a scientist ethicist uh, maybe maybe a he's bit a bioethicist right. yes at University of Toronto he actually teaches this he discusses the, these very matters every day right. in his classes 
and ask students to think about them. Um, the selective, some, the selective breeding stuff. You know, the Gat, I mean, Gattaca. I, honestly, yeah. it's one of my favorite films. You know, and I know, I know. It's just, I know. It, it, you, and what is that? Twenty some twenty years old now. And I think at the time it was it was kind of panned by a lot of critics, and yet um, seems to be quite prophetic in its own way. Oh, absolutely! It is really the stuff of science fiction. But um, what one of my favorite kind of points that he makes is about. It's, it's something he called soft, what did he call it? Soft eugenics, which is a terrifying mm-hmm. term. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you could be sat in a fertility clinic and, you know, you're no longer being asked, would, you know, can I help you have a child? It is what kind of child would you like to have? Right. And, the, and the dis, there's a huge difference in that question. And and parents who, you know, are sat there might not really sense that, that there's such a huge difference. And so we're very slowly and innocently, in quotations, going to make choices about the future of our, you know, species based on personal, little, private, you know, ideas of perfection. Personal preference. Doesn't... doesn't um... Is it? Uh, she's at McMaster. Julie Daniels at the end of the film. Yes. What's what's the what's the perfect human trait? Yeah, right? and who whose voice is dictating yeah. that is the question, right? Whose voice is dictating what should be the design? Well, and that's <laughs> and isn't that the sort of the message that comes out in Gattaca that that struggle between the I think it's uh, an in, invalid or an invalid, it, 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 right? In, you got the human baby, you got the uh, engineered baby, and and yeah, and where where do the two meet? Yeah, and which one is of more value? And George Church, who runs a lab at Harvard, he's like a god in the world of genetics. <laughs> he um, he talked about being not so fearful of you know hair color, eye color, but what what happens when you start you know choosing for children who might not have autism mm-hmm. or you know things that might be considered to be on the edge of normal, <laughs> but from from which a lot of productive, creative humans come from the imperfect people. Well, and doesn't when you you know what I mean? Well, I do, I do, I, Robin. I, I wrote down early on in my notes while I was watching the film that you know, and I circled it. Is this really all about choice? And and, yeah. and I think I wonder on on an, and which is really interesting to me because that's such a profoundly you know existential and sort of philosophical yeah. question about what it means to be human and so on. But isn't that kind of what's going on here? Like, our, if if we start saying, well, I want this and this and this, what are we leaving out of the equation? Yeah. By nature of the choices that we're making, does that? I don't know if that makes sense or not. But if we pick these three things, well, if nature had have allowed those three things to come into play, you might have had a little more nuance layering it would have been much more subtle yeah. but when you actually yeah. choose it through a syringe and a needle and and, and this what are, what are they called again the genetic the molecular scissors yeah right yeah what are we losing in the process this these are excellent excellent questions and i think we should discuss them and i you know some some people on the pro side would say okay so think about what you're saying what you're saying is that the randomness of nature is somehow more um, sort of balanced or divine in its selection, or is it just simply because we can absolve ourselves of the responsibility 
right. of the choices that random mutations make. Why is it so bad for us to steer gen- you know, evolution in the way we want versus somebody else who might say, yes, but that randomness allows for the variety you know, in humanity that, and we're not sort of purposefully weeding out humans with some ulterior right. motive. Well, on one hand, you could yeah. say, well, let's, hey, let's weed out racism, period. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, but, but on another Aggression, hand, yeah but, yeah, but but maybe we're actually, by, by, by asking those questions in the first place or pursuing that, we're actually imposing kind of a racist or a sexist uh, uh, t- tendency That's to begin right. with. Does that, you know, right. it just, it, it really is, uh, well, there's no two side. I mean, the two sided coin analogy is just so problematic when it comes down to these kinds of questions. It right? isn't black and white. It's so not black and white. And, no. and this is what I love about what you've done because you, you really do. I mean, I thought about my dad and I went, wow, if, if only, you know, exactly. you know he might've had 20 years of a much, a, a, a much better life. You know, I mean, he yep. was, he was diagnosed at quite a young age and, you know, as with neurological disorders, they're hard to watch like any disease, but it's just this progression, you know, the spiral downwards, right? It, 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 it happens just incrementally and it's so hard to watch. And you think, wow, with, I don't if know. If I could have yeah. scared him. Yeah. Of yeah. This. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know. With a I little, know. with a little CRISPR technology, think of what, yep. we, what we might have been able to do. Um, I really yeah. do love too the way you bring in the the Chinese geneticist. Uh, is it Dr. Zhang who who's who's um, who also seems to have just a tiny bit of a cavalier approach? Um, yeah, he doesn't have any qualms. No, whatsoever. No, he no. really doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't think that there's. Uh, there's any issue to where, this. Where does where does ego come into this? Do you think? I mean, oh, I, I hmm. want I want to be the scientist. I want to be the neurologist or the neuro or whatever it is, the geneticist who discovers X, or 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 you know what? It, doesn't he say uh, I, I I hope to have a good story for you in the next few years or something yes, like that? Yes, I think I think it's the same as any profession. Scientists have you know uh, egos. They're human like the rest of us. Um, the the science the way science is set up is actually promotes it right everything's done in a closeted way mm. and until you release your discovery and it's approved by your peers and you need to be sure that you're the first one and not the second one because then you're not going to get the patent or the Nobel right. or anything right, right? It, it's not particularly collaborative it's not set up that way in the first place so yeah p- scientists have egos for sure and they're in competition. Did you did you explore the big pharma side of this at all? Uh, how how much pharmaceutical companies must be, I would think, in investing in this kind of thing, uh, biotech. Um, oh my um, gosh, that is a whole other film. Yeah, I would thing. think so. Like we started yeah. to go down that road, and we were like, "Geez, Louise, this could be a whole other." Uh, I, I mean, that that there's about. 17 different films in the film. <laughs> so we just tried to touch on a few things, but we didn't, we couldn't fit the money into it right, and the big karma right. and all of it. And this would have been kind like, of yeah, the 17 part series. Yes. Yeah. What is, what is it anyway? Is it labeled a drug? Yeah. Is it should, does it need to be approved by the FDA? Like uh, the FDA didn't in, do an interview with this. And I think because they don't know what the answer is right now, they literally are trying to figure it out. And I'm I'm not sure that they would have known how to answer my question. Well, oh, I'm, I'm sure they would neither. Yeah, they'd yeah. probably issue, issue a press release, right, or give you give you a few talking yeah, points. Yeah, that is exactly what they did. They sent a standard thing. It, it's like um, 
like Margaret Atwood said, the science is way ahead of any form of legislation. Right. They're just scrambling to keep up with the science. And then the, and then the people making the legislation, they don't understand the science. Well, the right? phrase, was it her that used the phrase hodgepodge legis- legislation? Hodgepodge. It was a, Which uh, is a little troubling, right? Yeah, it is a, it is a hodgepodge. Do you, do you, are you hopeful? Like, I mean, do you, do you sense that you know, okay, we, we, we sort of have the right people in the room. We, we need a few more people in the room. We need some other countries dialing into this, et cetera. I mean, do you think that uh, yeah, scientists I, will I, come together and the health professionals and so on? I don't, I, I, you know, I vacillated back and forth. And when I first got into it, I was like, all my hair stood on end and I thought, oh, no. But you can't catastrophize these things either, right? And just because we're scared of something that might happen doesn't mean it's inevitable, A, and B, it's not a reason not to do it, as <laughs> Zainer says. Mm. Um, so I would say I'm more hopeful about the potential of the science than I am fearful that we're going to destroy ourselves. I, I do think level heads in some cases prevail as long as everybody is on, you know, at the discussion table, <laughs> right? If you leave it in the hands of a few people... And they 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 aren't checked. Well, then you then you have trouble. And the only way there's going to be a public discourse is if it's out in the public. Right. The film. And on one hand, you know the 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 potential for profit. If you know the naysayers, of course, will say, "Well, this is where the power and the oppression will come into play." And then, yeah. you know, the, the, the more level-headed free marketers will say, hang on a minute, actually, that is going to offer the check and balance because we're going to have the right people at the table because there's money to be made, right? Right, It's right. So it really is kind of interesting. And, you know, I work in uh, largely most of the, t- the last 20 years of my life I've spent in international development working in, you know, many countries around the world, and, you know, right. my, my listeners will know this. So I've struggled with mosquitoes all my life, never had malaria, but, uh, you know, been on Malarone, I was in Bangladesh, recently slept under a net, etc. Oh, I, I, we should send you the film we made one about mosquitoes. Oh, I'd love, mosquito. I'd, I'd, I'd love that. Um, I'm happy, I'd, be, I'd be happy to push the button to get rid of all the mosquitoes in the world. Right. You know, when, you, when you start to look at the diseases and the, and mm-hmm. the, and the capacity and, and, and what it's doing to infrastructure and, and so on, and families, right? This, the mosquito, like really the oh. ecosystem's going to go that sideways if we, you know? So, and yet Jane Goodall, you know, rightfully yeah. asked the question, or, or I think it was Jane Goodall who asked the question about, you know, what about other life forms? You know, what, what, what kind of, you know, what, what are we doing by, by meddling basically? So what, what, any thoughts on that? Oh well, that we didn't even discuss the gene drive, which is, which is, in a way, it's the most, it's the most terrifying part of the whole film, for me, because of our uh, ability now to change an entire species. Mm. It's one thing to change our own species, but it, when you're altering species that don't can't have a conversation in it in any way, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's it's a little bit terrifying and then and is there really going to be an undo button right right well Um, just to be clear though robin i don't think mosquitoes deserve to be a part of the conversation just i want to make that clear right out of the gate right 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 you don't want to they don't don't even get in the room no 
No, okay. they're just okay. not allowed. They're just, yeah. you know, it was about 10 years ago when I kind of went deep and I started to study uh, malaria and, and, and then I started to find out about all these other mosquito-borne diseases and how they're getting resistant to drugs and man, they're nasty, you know? I know. A disease-carrying mosquito so... can live for 45 days. This and is a hearty it's... little bugger. It's very, very tempting, yeah. right, <laughs> yeah. to, to, yeah. to gene drive it out. That just seems like, uh, you know, amazing diseases could be just eradicated this way, right? Lyme disease, too. Yeah, I was is... down there with the ticks. Yeah. Uh, taping my pants with the duct tape. Oh, right. To keep yes. myself from getting Lyme disease. From the ticks getting in underneath the pants. Oh, leg. right. awful feeling when you can't even see them. Um but yes, but 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 the, the issue is the technology. The, te- the issue is the technology. Is if it the technology is available to alter a species, then it's like okay, so you can say yes to mosquitoes. Right. But right. That's right. Then it, it's also available for every, any other species. Well, we have a lot of squ- we have a lot of squirrels where I live, and we don't oh, we don't really like okay them for too. You too. Either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Raccoons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And this is, yeah, I don't, honestly, I, I don't certainly know how we answer these questions either, but but I think what I love about the film is that you, you, you clearly are, uh, you're, well, you're not really stirring it up. You're just kind of presenting it for us to sort of make our own call, and, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we are going to get into these conversations and, and continue Yeah, because it's happening now. <laughs> yeah, have the, have them at all levels. Um, yeah. So just to be clear, in Canada, you're you're allowed to use it this kind of technology to a certain degree if it's to do with disease. But Yeah, but, but you can alter the genome as long as it's, there's two kinds of gene editing, somatic, somatic, which just affects the individual that you are um, treating. Okay. And then there's germline. And germline impacts not just you, but your all future generations. So it, it's your, in your reproductive it's like the ability to pass on whether something is heritable or not. Um, and, and in Canada, you cannot affect uh, um, an embryo or a human if it's going to impact the future generations of that human. Mm. And that's where people, that's a, that is a line that people like Marcy Darnovsky, that's where they would like to draw it. Right. Uh, sure, to help this kid with his, you know, muscular dystrophy, that's okay. But if it means that, you know, that his children and his children's children and his children's children are going to be impacted in ways we don't even know yet, then that's where we should draw Well, them. and this is Jane Goodall's point, right, about meddling yeah. in nature's blueprint, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, Talk about, uh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm sorry, Jane. We are, <laughs> we are meddling. We, we are meddling. Well, and, and we will meddle. And to, and to uh, uh, Zhang's point, you know, uh, and I'm not sure I totally agree with him, but he says something about going into a beauty parlor or plastic yeah. surgery. Aren't we kind of meddling? And I think we are sort of meddling to some degree. I don't know about a, about a beauty salon, but. It's not, per- that's not a particularly strong analogy for me, the spa. Right. But, uh, um, but we have, you know, and you know, selecting for short sure. faces and dogs and all that stuff. And, we, you know, we try to augment ourselves all the time. And I guess his point, too, because he's in the fertility, is that, that we do prenatal screening. Right. Right? Which means that you can um, decide in advance <laughs> the genes you want and not. That's why he's saying, why is it okay to just select and throw away but not? 
fix it right. in the first place? What's right. the difference? What's like the everybody's difference? So, so caught up. We, we do it already. We already select for things. Well, I think, I mean, I think that's a beautiful way to sort of wrap up the interview, too. And I'm yeah. sorry that we're, we're coming to a closer. But the, the, I think that the next question for me is about wisdom. And, you, and that's, so, yeah. you know, wisely where you, where you do end the film. This just, you know, if we, if we do continue to talk about it and we can hopefully wrestle through it in a, in a meaningful way, I mean, hopefully wisdom will prevail. I mean, it doesn't always, but... Uh, it doesn't always. This is, uh, More than our technological power, it is wisdom that we need, yeah, says the, Kevin Asphalt, and I think that's why I gave him the last word, because I think it's very, very true. Well, you've opened you've opened a serious can of... Well, you didn't open the can of worms. You've just shone, shone the light. I've, sh- I've shown you the worms. <laughs> that's I'm right. I'm showing you the worms. <laughs> We've been, we've been talking today to Robin Bicknell about her new film, The Genetic Revolution. Robin, it's uh, CBC, uh, uh, Na- Nature of Things. That's that's where you can uh, you can find it, that's right? That's right. Go yeah. online to CBC, The Nature of Things, and look for The Genetic Revolution. It is streaming now. Well, thank, thanks so much for your time today. Really enjoyed it. You're quite welcome. Thanks very much, David. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.